to the Power and Market Report. Today is Thursday, November 5th. I'm Albert Liu. Just a quick update for you today. Yesterday in remarks, Janet Yellen mentioned that a December rate hike uh, of short-term interest rates was, quote, a live possibility. I just want to play you a clip uh, from those remarks and then uh, have a few comments for you. What the committee has been expecting is that the economy will continue to grow at a pace that's sufficient to generate further improvements in the labor market and to return inflation to our 2% target over the medium term. And if the incoming information supports that expectation, then um, our statement indicates that December would be um, a live possibility, but importantly, that we've made no decision about it. Typical remarks from the Fed setting up uh, anticipation of a rate hike and then immediately within a fraction of a second pulling back and saying that, well, but you never know. And uh, Peter Schiff refers to these remarks as open mouth operations. And I think uh, that is a very accurate and, and telling description of what they're doing in terms of setting our expectations and keeping us on edge. Peter appeared on CNBC earlier today. So uh, this is what he had to say. I know that you think there's no potential or no real potential for them to actually implement a rate hike. But Janet Yellen is telling the market that there is a possibility of it. Why is she doing that? <laughs> well, she's been saying that all along. And the possibility is no greater if now than it was in it, January. This is my question, Peter. If <laughs> she can't do it, then why say it? <clears throat> Because you can't admit that you can't do it, because then you're admitting that the whole recovery is a sham, that the policy was a failure. The Fed has to talk about raising rates to pretend the recovery is real, but they can't actually raise them. And you just played her clip. What did yeah. Janet Yellen actually say? And uh, that was actually the perfect setup, I think. Um, if, if she can't raise rates, why is she talking about it? And the answer is exactly what Peter said. She's, she's talking about it. Uh, precisely because she can't do it or because she doesn't want to do it. Uh, this is basically uh, what they call forward guidance, and forward guidance is essentially the new QE. They've uh, exhausted, I think, or nearly exhausted the limits of what they can achieve through, for instance, uh, short-term short uh, interest rate uh, reductions, obviously, where we're at the zero bound. They've exhausted what they can achieve through QE uh, without spiking inflation. And uh, this is just the new QE. This is them setting uh, expectations just by talking. And uh, so I thought Peter's comments were, were very accurate. And I think that uh, it shows that uh, how, how, I guess, how little this, this particular host understands or wants to understand about what's really going on. Uh, the other thing I think is interesting uh, is that uh, Janet Yellen or Ben Bernanke or whoever the, the uh, Fed chair happens to be at the time likes to pretend or likes to give the impression that this is a very collegiate atmosphere that all of the voting members have their say and, and because of that uh, you really never know which way the Fed is going to act and they like to use that to their advantage by having for instance Janet Yellen come out and say one thing one day and someone else come out and say the opposite thing the other day as if uh, all of these competing interests are at work. Really though, uh, the, the Fed can actually um, really do what they want to do, influence the board and get done what they want to do, 
And if you don't uh, believe me, listen to what Kevin Warsh said, uh, former Fed governor said on CNBC a couple years ago. This is a very funny clip. He was actually tricked into saying this because he didn't know they were on the air. Kevin, we are lucky enough to have you here for the rest of this hour. We've got a lot more to talk about. Again, former Federal Reserve Governor Kevin Warsh, who is going to be with us until 8 o'clock Eastern time this morning. Boy. Got a lot more to ask you, too. Those guys are glad he's gone. <laughs> um, Jesus. Um, it was 11 to 1. That, so he's very persuasive then. So um, the, the chairman... We're, headed can, to, we're doing so well heading, heading to break. The, the, the chairman can get done when he's he wants persuasive. to get done. Yeah. I take it we're on break. Nope. Not no, yet. not yet. Right. <laughs> so Joe tries to lead me into this, tries to get me to reveal by giving me the head. No, no, no. I'm going to read this now. Up next, a rare interview with Jean-Claude Trichet. No. That was absolutely beautiful. So they tricked him into revealing basically that the Fed, uh, even though he, uh, the Fed chair, even though has, uh, I guess, one vote in this thing, uh, really has the overriding opinion. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, sometimes you just have to listen to what they say, uh, and they tell you uh, an incredible, they give away an incredible amount of information. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I guess the next question would be, though, is if uh, Miss Yellen actually has that much influence, uh, what or who is influencing her? Uh, she wants you to believe that they're looking at uh, strictly data, and in particular unemployment data and inflation data and GDP, perhaps, uh, but it seems like what they're really looking at is uh, the Dow Jones and the price of gold and uh, the yields on bonds. And uh, furthermore, if you believe anything that uh, Mr. Trump has to say, then uh, he seems to think that uh, really it's politics that, that, that determine these decisions. Have a listen to this. Janet Yellen is highly political and she's not raising rates for a very specific reason because Obama told her not to because he wants to be out playing golf in a year from now and he wants to be doing other things and he doesn't want to see a big bubble burst during his administration. So if you believe Mr. Trump, it's just merely politics at play here. I want to end off by reading some of the uh, viewer feedback. I really appreciate all of the comments you've been leaving, especially on the YouTube channel. Uh, in particular, I want to highlight this week your responses to my interview with Mr. Scott Rickards, who is the founder of Water Fund. Uh, very interesting, compelling episode, and uh, you guys tended to agree with me. Uh, Chris says, of course the government blanks it all up and wastes water. I'm glad you didn't let him off the hook. In another comment, Michael says, it's like Mises stated, you can't have prices without private property. You're not going to hear that on CNBC. And finally, Metal Bone ZZ writes, water supply and pricing is complicated. No two water supply systems can ever be the same due to differences in geology, geography, quality, watershed, proximity, climate, regulatory framework, and water rights. Nicely put. Thank you very much for all of your comments. I read them all. And, um, of course, you can comment on all of the videos by going to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash powerandmarket, and going down to the comments section. I uh, eagerly await uh, your comments. Thanks for watching, and until next time, take care.